late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rig. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, the Mightier 1090, SoCal stepping up and in. We're talking about the Rams on Sirius XM Channel 204. I am Marenzi. We're kicking it with Tony Finn uh, right now. Um, sportsmemo.com and Wager Talk. So many websites uh, to pimp on these shows. So Tony yeah, just said sheet. he can make a case. Yeah, oh, the gold sheet. Love the gold sheet. Right. One of my fondest memories, right. pre-internet days, guys, when I used to live in, remember like in the old days too, and especially in LA and New York, but Hollywood had them and they were really cool. The old school newsstands, Tony. So they were, out, they were yeah. outdoors. There was one on Hollywood and yep. Vine. They were, they were outdoors and it was just sort of on the wall. It was just all like the newspapers and everything. And of course I used to go, mm. it was like a Bible, of course, the gold sheet. The gold sheet, guys, yes. uh, now part of the wager talk umbrella, but the gold sheet, um, basically, it was like it's a pamphlet, a booklet that opens up page after page and you know, breaks down every game, you know, predictions for every game, stats analysis uh, for every football game. And man, man, Tony, I remember in the old days in Vegas that like if you didn't have a gold sheet, you were screwed. You needed a gold sheet. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Listen, we're talking pre Internet days too, you know the the gold sheet uh, and the daily racing form. Those were those were two things I always had. I always had both of them. I didn't know where I was going to go. There was a few others that I liked. There was the gold sheet. Yeah. Was it win, win, winning edge, winner's edge? Uh, winner's edge. That, there was a winner's edge yeah. I liked as well. Yeah. Yeah, winner's edge was pretty good. And I don't know if there was another one, point spread weekly, maybe. There used to be a few of them, but you know the yeah. gold, the gold sheets, the Bible. That, that's that's the standard uh, as far as the Absolutely. newsletters uh, were concerned. Um, so I tell you, Tony, man. And another thing is, I love the fact that everybody loves the Packers. And I'm seeing our chat here. All oh, the Rams suck. They're going to get killed. Blah 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 blah. Everybody loves the Packers. I see 59% consensus. Uh, out there as far as the sports books are concerned right now 59 percent right. of people right. so you know the packers are going to be in every damn teaser man people are going to be starting their day with money line parlays with the packers yet the point spread is only six and a half you're all walking into a trap los angeles gets it done they're going to cover the number in a close football game more with tony finn on the other side the late night anger management class continues bring it Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Bon we are Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. 
Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Maranci. I want to get into the UFC a little bit uh, as well. Tony Finn in Las Vegas. What about you, Tony? You ever venture into the octagon before? You ever bet on the UFC? I, I, I do bet on it, but I bet on it through... Uh, we, have, we have a big team of USC guys here at uh, here at Wager Talk. So uh, I, I bet, when I do bet, I'm using someone else's information because I just, uh, I, I don't yeah. know how people do I don't know how to do it, Gabe. But I cover only baseball, football, basketball, North American. And other, if I had to go venture anywhere outside those three, uh, I would be pulling my hair out, I think. Uh, no, no, no time for it. I don't have enough time in the day. I don't sleep. Anyway, like you, I don't sleep. You don't. Um, you never jumped in on like just the blind Vegas Golden Knight uh, wave, saying, "Yeah, whatever. I don't handicap hockey, but I'm just going to ride this team." I love hockey, and I wish I had more time for hockey. And and I, I do. I go to some games, and I I get some I get some great tickets from some people who are very generous, and I get some good seats, and I enjoy the hell out of it for for certain. One little hockey tip, Tony. I'll tell you. And I'm not saying it means yeah. you're going to you know hammer it tomorrow, but. Uh, there's been a lot of goals, and it's not going to stop in the first period. So over under one and a half is a, is the standard for a, a total in a hockey game, first period total. So sometimes it'll be minus right. 120, might be minus 142, whatever. But there's been 20 games so far this year. It's 13 and 7 to the over. 13 and 7 to the over. And the totals are 13 and 7 to the over as well in the National Hockey League so far uh, through three nights of play. And... It's the same teams that play each other so uh, often, the way yeah. the schedule is. So I, just, I don't think suddenly things are going to change. We'll put it this way. Like, there's going to be goals. Well, how about this? Like, I have a question for you. You're a big hockey guy. Are you not, Gabe? I was um, looking through the lines yesterday. There's bigger, uh, well, but yes. You're yes. a little bit of a uh, hockey yeah. guy. Yeah. I bet it daily, though, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Hockey town. Yes, I was looking at the line yesterday, lines yesterday for opening day, opening night. And Hockey Town has to be on their upside down. Uh, the fact that the Red Wings were yeah. were two to one underdogs at home in a season opener, uh, does Eiserman have his hands full there? Uh, are they the, are uh, they going to be that kind of team this year? The the Red Wings have been, the Red Wings are like the um, they're like the uh, the New York Jets right now. Like they're they're at the bottom. <laughs> That's yeah, not they're a at compliment. the uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're at they're at the bottom bottom of the uh, the National Hockey League right, right now. Uh, they're they're rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, they're they're in a rebuilding wow. uh, mode. Yeah, yeah. Well, Steve Steve Eiserman's not uh, stepping on the ice anytime soon. <laughs> no, no. But I tell you that if I'm going, if I'm a season ticket holder to the Red Wings. And that's the op- that's an opening money line. Then there better be three or four really good fights to keep me coming back. Well, you know, it's funny. They built this fancy new arena downtown, actually, and and they yeah. don't go. They used to sell out to Joe all the time. All right, so uh, Tony Finn oh, kicking it with us. See, Tony knows his hockey history. Uh, he's, he's dropping hockey knowledge uh, here. So I like, like Mick Ossie said, uh, NFL knowledge is part of the handicapping skill. Yeah, I hope so. You need a little knowledge, and we're going to try to handicap uh, this stuff, although I have one sports that I know nothing about. So let's get into the Buffalo Bill and uh, Baltimore Raven okay. game before we get you out of here. We appreciate your time as always. Um, what do you make of this one uh, here, Tony? The Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens, two smoking red-hot football teams uh, right now. The Bills well, think- have been they've been killing it since that Hail Mary, 
and Baltimore's um, yeah. you know Baltimore's on a six game win streak right now. Both uh, both playing great, both extremely healthy right now, with the exception, of course, that Zach Moss is out for the rest of the playoffs for the Bills. That's that's significant, Gabe. In my opinion, that's very significant against a team like the Ravens. However. I think last week is a was a big step. I, first off, I knew I was I. I think we talked about it last week. I was on the Bills minus the number, and I knew when we kicked that field goal uh, and went up ten. I said, I'm, "We're backdoored." I was sitting with a buddy of mine. I said, "We're backdoored. <laughs> Just go ahead and tear your ticket up right now because we've been backdoored on this game. It's so it's going to happen. The Bills yeah. are still going to win. We're going to get backdoored. Yeah. They, uh, but that game's big. They get past some nerves. Jared Allen. That has to be a, a situation where you know, the Bills, you know, they, they are hosting their first playoff game since 1996. They get a win, uh, and they were far from their A game, I thought, against the Colts. Uh, I think this week you're going to see a, a more settled Buffalo Bills team, and I think it's important. Uh, you know, they were the hottest team coming into to the playoffs, really. They were, I think they were 9-1, last 10 games, regular season. That freakish, yep. the one you just mentioned, the, the 43-yard um, a Hail Mary touchdown pass that Kyle Murray threw to DeAndre Hopkins on the final play. The, the Bills have won seven in a row, guys. Six of those games by double digits. Eight and one against the spread their past nine games. They they have outscored their opposition, almost doubled them up, Gabe, 250-something and change to 130 and change. Uh, it's the largest. It is the largest separation, differential in the AFC. Uh, in the second half of this the season, and it really all you know since they since they beat the uh, since they beat Pittsburgh at home that that day they they were produce, they were scoring double they they basically were scoring numbers of forty eight against the Broncos fifty six against the Dolphins and that yeah. Josh Allen only played two quarters in that game uh, uh, and twenty seven versus the Colts um, again. All these opponents, they are these aren't pushovers for the most part. And the Ravens, what can you say? They've won. What have they won? Uh, they've won four of the last six by double by fourteen or more. And they're listen. If you don't get to, I've said it. I said last week. I said you may not like, you may not like what Baltimore does offensively because of the quarterback. And John Harbaugh's never. I never thought he was a great play caller. I never thought he had a, a great. Uh, staff for play calling. They play old school football, and the Bills, I think you're going to see old school football. Uh, but it's hard for me. It's hard to step in front of these Bills uh, right now. The, the only way I can get off the Bills, and I'm already on them, I got them at a money line uh, play, minus 125, when they slipped, when they opened at two and a half, three, and they slipped down during the week. As soon as I saw that money line, 125, I grabbed it. And, uh, if I want that, it really leaves me a lot of options, Gabe. If I want to get off that at some point, right now you're looking at two and a half and three. If I felt like I had to get off of it, then it's pretty easy to do. Uh, you know what? You should be scared because you just raised a lot of the bullet points that I talked about as well this week. You know, there was pressure on the Bills. They hadn't won a playoff game in 25 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. They hadn't hosted a playoff game in 25 years. There was fans there for the first time. You know, the Colts are a good football team. Frank Reich had the Colts prepared. And the Bills were a little uptight early. You could tell. It was just they were a little tense. Um, you know, they couldn't get Stephon yeah. Diggs going. Dable is a, a great play caller. And he's a great second-half adjuster. The Bills actually score 14 points a game in the second half. Something to keep our eye on here. And I totally agree. As far as Harbaugh, too, he's more a defensive guy. He's a great coach. You know, he's a really, really good coach. Yeah. Great coach. But... 
you're right. Even when Baltimore won the Super Bowl, bro, what was their strategy? What was their game plan? Let's pound the ball and throw yeah. a bomb. You know what I mean? It was That's almost right. old school Raider ball. Like he's got that mentality of run, 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 run. Let's throw a bomb. Run, 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 bomb, 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 run. You know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of that. It's it, And the cornerbacks match up well with the Raven wide receivers. Hollywood Brown and Willie Sneed are not better than Josh Norton and Trey White. So I think Mark Andrews goes over his four and a half catches over the middle of the field. And look, you're talking about a Buffalo team. You you talked about all the points they scored. They scored 31 a game. Uh, Baltimore scored 28 a game, averaging 37 since uh, Lamar came back from COVID. I'm going with the over here. I don't care that it's going to be raining on Buffalo. You know, I I know a lot. Uh, listen, I know a lot of people that were on the over last week. The ones that were fortunate were the ones that actually got Never the 51. Never in doubt, Fed. Never in doubt. <laughs> Easy, smooth win. It was a smooth win. Tony Finn, Wager Talk, Sports, Sports Memo. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Gabe. Happy New Year. Tony's the best. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talking about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Grid Radio Network. Go on, you stupid horse. I got my last 10 bucks on you. No, don't look at me. Run! No, don't come over here. You took all your money and you bet it on Jared Goff and the Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. I thought he was due. I thought he was due. Um, And um, you know what? This is a little bit of a concern. Just a little uh, note here as far as the Rams and the Packers are concerned. Uh, right now, that the uh, the books do not have Cooper Cup up right now. They do not have his props up for whatever reason or another. Yet, from you know Cooper Cup is going to play, so I don't know why they don't have his props up. I don't know if they're waiting or well, you know what the deal is. They have everybody else, and they don't have his receptions. But let's see if FanDuel has the receiving yards uh, for Cooper Cup. I thought I saw Cooper Cup up here for uh, receiving yards. No, no, they took him down as well. Interesting. So uh, it's overnight development that uh, Cooper Cup is not listed uh, with the props, which is strange to me because they often have, they'll often have um, player props up for players that aren't playing even. You know what I mean? And they're still kind of up. And uh, Cooper Cup is expected to play, yet uh, not, uh, not listed uh, right now. So looking at these team totals, and I don't think we talk about team totals enough, and I don't think we bet team totals enough. I'm very intrigued by these team totals uh, tomorrow. And team totals are a good a good avenue for you if you like an underdog, but you don't really want to worry about them covering the number late, but you think they're going to score some points. And a good example here is the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. Their team total is 18.5 points. 
I'll tell you what, if the Rams don't score more than 18 and a half points, they're in a lot of trouble uh, in this game, but I think they will. I got both teams getting into the 20s here. And in fact, I think if you took all four games to go over the number this weekend, you'll do no worse than three and one. I think the Rams and Packers game is going to squeak over the number. It'll get there. It'll get into the high 40s. I think the Bills and the Ravens is going to sail over the number. Uh, whatever, mid-50s. And you know what I mean? And people go, I can't believe I didn't bet the under in this game. I thought because the rain. Um, it was going to stop them. Look, guys, the Green Bay Packers score 31.8 points per game. The Buffalo Bills score 31 points uh, per game. All right? The uh, Baltimore Ravens score 28.7 uh, points per game. We've got some explosive offenses on the field. Uh, the Rams are the you know, the least explosive offense of all these teams. And even the Rams still score 23 points a game. All right? And are the Rams going to score less than this tomorrow? Are they going to get completely shut down because, ooh, it's 34 degrees? I don't think so. Give me the Rams over 18 and a half. I'm going to take, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Rams in the first quarter. I'm going to take the Rams team total. I'm going to take the Rams in a teaser. I'm sort of dancing around that six and a half. I'm going to attack it early. I'm going to have them on a teaser. And I think, you know, I'm going to be playing the over in all four of these football games. Um, I wanted to get into the UFC, and uh, Matias in Los Angeles, of course, likes to lay it down uh, in the octagon. But Matias, what are you doing with the National Football League uh, games? Uh, what are you What are you betting on this week? You've heard our million guests uh, this week. Uh, what are you going to do? And you're in Los Angeles, so um, what are you going to do with this Rams game? I like the Packers money line. I like the Bills money line. I like the Browns with the points, and I like the Bucks with the points as well. That's my initial stuff right now, but you know how it goes, Gabe. Things can change from here to Sunday and even maybe from here till 1.35 o'clock tomorrow Pacific, Rams-Packers. You know, my mind works in crazy ways like that, but right now I'm liking the Packers' money line. Forget the points. All right, but you're going to have to parlay that with something. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna parlay it with a fight? You, you can't just take the Packers on the money line outright. Uh, if you do, oh. that's a da- dangerous way to start the day, I'll tell you that. Right now like on the, the money line... A two-team parlay with the Packers and the Bills. I feel really good about the Bills. I think the Bills right now are the team to beat in the NFL. They are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They got that monkey off of their back last week against the Colts, which I think was a big, big accomplishment for that team. And now they're just going to keep on rolling to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they're going to beat the Chiefs, but I do expect them to throw a hell of a game against the Chiefs whenever they do meet up in that AFC Championship game. Yeah, hopefully they can get there, and uh, the Bills will be one game away uh, from a Super Bowl. So listen, George Kurtz brought it up earlier in the week. He liked the money line parlay. The if you like the Green Bay Packers on the money line and the, you like the Bills to win, then the parlay is plus one twenty three. It's interesting because if you remember earlier in the week, and I remember these numbers, it was plus one thirty nine. It's come down because the Bills now the money's starting to come in on the Bills. They're like the money line's minus one forty six. Uh, right now. So plus 123, Matisse, that's your parlay. Baltimore Ravens, Green Bay Packers. I feel good about that. I feel really good about that. Now, the the um, that's the little girl parlay. The man parlay, the big boy pant parlay is the L.A. Rams on the money line <laughs> and the <laughs> Buffalo Bills on the money line. That pays plus 490. Plus 490. And listen, and just I'm just giving you guys the different combinations here. And let's take the Buffalo Bills out of the equation. 
All right, and let's say you think that the Baltimore Ravens are going to beat the Bills and you think the Packers are going to win. That parlay is plus 196. That's plus 196. Let's say you're real crazy and you think the Rams are going to win outright and the Ravens are going to win outright. That's plus 684. You know, as much as I'm selling the Rams here in this game, I do think that I get the feeling that Packers escape. Like, I keep coming back to 26-21, 26-23, 27-24. Sort of close, tight football game that gets over the number. Doesn't cruise over the number, but uh, but get, 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 it gets there. It gets there. The Buffalo Bills, and I agree with you, I agree with what uh, Finn said. I've been saying the same thing. The Bills will be looser this week. It's a different matchup. It's going to be a crazy sort of, you know, Last week was a real chess match against uh, Frank Reich. I think this is going to be more, the coaches are going to be less involved this week. I think it's going to be, oh boy, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are just going to put a show on. Like, it's just going to be, you know, we have two of the most explosive young quarterbacks in the NFL with the exception of Mahomes on the field here, guys. All right, and people want to bet the under. I don't, I'll tell you that. I know the, t- the Titans game went under last week. And, but I think that was more of an anomaly. I think this one's going to be looser. So UFC, we had Joey Odessa on today. And Joey liked a lot of the fights on the uh, the undercard, the prelims. Uh, the main event now, Matthias, you know, listen, you lived in Hawaii. So it's almost uh, sacrilege if you, you, you didn't take uh, Max Holloway in this fight. But speaking of trendy fighters, you know, Calvin's one of these trendy guys, Boston fighter. People often underestimate. Uh, Holloway as well. Um, what do you make of the UFC card tomorrow? What are your best bets on uh, on this card? And right now, the number is minus 178. So it hasn't moved since we talked about this on Game Time Decisions. Holloway is minus 178. I think Holloway wins the fight. Oh, I, I'm feeling very good about Holloway right now. I feel great about a lot of these fights right now, Gabe. You know, it's going to be a Hawaiian punch this coming weekend for the UFC because you got Puna Soriano coming in at plus 145. I don't know why Las Vegas loves Dusko Todorovic so much. Puna Hela right now is a monster. When I saw him weigh in early, early this morning, he looked like Bane from Batman. His back was so big, it looked like there was three human beings behind him. No, that was just Puna. And he is not going to get bossed around, around the cage against Dusko. <laughs> Dusko has a lot of his best fights or when he throws his opponent against the fence and he kind of bullies them against the fence. Seeing Puna's frame early this morning, I know one thing's a fact. He's not going to let this guy put him against the fence and tee off on him. This is going to be a fight in the middle of the octagon. And guess what? Puna hits a lot harder than Dusko. And Dusko loves to leave that chin up in the air. And I expect a big right hand from Puna Soriano. Storytime will have this guy's lights out midway through the second round. I love my countryman, Santiago Ponsonibio, at minus 300 right now. So you could put that in a parlay over Lee Jingliang. Santiago's coming back from a two-year layoff, and he is on fire. We're talking about a guy who's on a massive win streak and who just fell off of the table because of an injury. He hasn't fought in two years. He's going to make a name for himself yet again on this fight card, along with Max Holloway. Those are my three fights. Puna Soriano, Santiago Ponsonibio, and Max Holloway. Cash that in. All right, uh, I like it. I like it. Uh, we talked about the Soriano fight uh, earlier uh, as well. Strong dude, big dude. Let me. Let me. Uh, what time does this start at? Because it's in. Um, 
It's it's in um, it's in Abu Dhabi, right? Noon UFC Pacific. on ABC. Main card. Main card starts at noon Pacific, 12 p.m. Pacific wow. time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The early prelims, the prelims start at nine in the morning Pacific, 12 noon Eastern. Wow, it's an early start here on ABC. I can't believe it. On, on ABC. So, yeah, Max Holloway is minus 178. The total is four and a half in that fight. That fight should go the distance, but it's minus 186 to the over, so you could put it in parlays. Carlos Condit and Matt Brown, two, you know, dudes, fight, they're dude. both... Yeah. I, I well, whatever. I would have loved... I would have loved it 10 years ago, uh, this fight. They're both... But they're still both psychopaths. Um, Condit's a much better fighter than Matt Brown is. But where's it? Where's Condit out in his career? But Matt Brown's really tough, but he's got a sensitive like body and stuff. When you hit him with body shots, you know Condit knows that he's gonna go for some like liver kicks and stuff. Um, I like Condit here, Matthias. It's minus one seventy eight. It's hard to fully trust him. He's old, and he's not old, but he's fight old. But with that being said, I think Condit is gonna win the fight. I like Condit a lot too, Dave. Matt top those legs on Calvin Taylor. Rich Hammond's going to step up and in from Los Angeles. The Athletic in the house. Bring it. Sports gaming insights and expert analysis on daily sporting events. Information you can take to the bank. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's not your wife. It's not your kids. It's not your neighbor. And it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. The late night anger management class continues. I am Gable Morenzi. We're kicking it Sirius XM Channel 204. It's the Friday Night uh, Freak Show. We've got a ton of stuff to talk about uh, with the man that joins us right now. Rich Hammond of The Athletic in Los Angeles steps up. And then, Rich, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us this evening. How you doing, Rich? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be with you. Hey, it's uh, great to catch up uh, with you. We've uh, talked L.A. King hockey uh, in the past. Um, so I want, you know, I wanted to get your opinion on the Rams game. I am a lifelong Dodger fan uh, as well. And I want to get your thoughts on the passing of Tommy Lasorda. Uh, but the start of the National Hockey League uh, regular season has begun. And I'll tell you what, the NHL, you know, say what you will about the National Hockey League, um, but they always just, like, live up to the hype. Like, you know, people always talk about how good the NHL playoffs are, and they always deliver. And coming into this year, we had Coach Barry Melrose on a couple of nights ago, and he said he was expecting playoff intensity from game one through game 56. And anybody that's watched... Uh, the first uh, the first nights of National Hockey League play so far, it does have that playoff feel to it. They're division games, they're massive swings, and these teams already don't like each other to begin with. It's been great stuff so far, Rich. It really has, yeah. Watching the watching the Kings in the Wild uh, last night and the Wild come back from a three-one deficit to win, uh, the Ducks and the, the Golden Knights. That was a wild game, two to nothing, two to two, and then. 
five to two. I was a little worried just about them not having the preseason games, you know, training camp being a little bit shorter. I'm, I'm thinking, are these guys just in a physical sense, not in a mental sense? Uh, like you said, they're, they're always going to be given it their all. But in a physical sense, are they going to be ready to go from the puck drop? And they absolutely were. I mean, watching the game last night, yeah, I mean, some of the passes aren't as sharp or uh, whatever, things like that. But it, you just you watch the game, and it, it looked like an intense regular season game. It didn't. You wouldn't know anything was different, really, if, if you had just turned on and not had any context. So uh, credit to those guys and for, for the work that they do. And, yeah, really, really happy to have it back. You know, Rich, there's always certain athletes and, you know, oftentimes it'll be a a time when you see that a guy's son is now playing and it makes you feel really old. But I feel so old now, bro, and I'm not even saying this is a joke. It almost oppresses me that I actually dropped the puck, all right? I I got invited by the Kitchener Rangers, dude, all right, to drop the puck (laughs) at a Guelph Storm Kitchener Ranger Ontario Hockey League Junior Hockey League game many years ago. And who's a young-looking defenseman with long hair on the Guelph Storm? Drew Doughty. And Drew Doughty was just a kid, and now he's a beaten-down, jaded vet that's a future (laughs) Hall of Famer. God, I feel old, bro. Talk to me about (laughs) Drew. Where's he at at his career right now? What, What can we expect out of him this year? Yeah, a little bit of a crossroads. I mean, uh, the, the salary is not matching up to the to the play. At least it didn't last year. So I, I think there's a little bit to prove there. But they also need to do a little bit better job around him. I mean, they they went out and got Oli Mata to try to partner with him. And that didn't go so well last night. They were combined minus five and uh, didn't have some miscues back there. Uh, but they think that's the answer. Uh, Drew's gone through a lot of partners, that, that defense core not been as strong as it needs to be in general. And and Drew kind of takes a lot of that on himself, too. I mean, he takes a lot of responsibility, and I think maybe tried to do too much at times in the last couple of years. So he's got to simplify things a little bit, get back to his game, and then and hopefully build that partnership up. That's, that's one area where you probably say, yeah, not having the preseason games, not having as long a training camp, probably where you would see it the most is in some of those pairs or maybe some of the line combos where those guys haven't had time to work that stuff out on the ice. So it's a big year for him. There's a lot of talk about here out here about whether or not you try to move him you know is is it time as the kings go through their rebuild is it time to look at trading a drew dowdy or trading a jonathan quick or somebody like that and and try to maybe accelerate this rebuild a little bit but i I think all things considered they'd like to keep him around as kind of a mentor a guy who can help some of these young guys but the production has to be there on the ice too so you know i've always been fascinated by the los angeles kings and you look at the chicago blackhawks to me the kings and the blackhawks sort of mirror each other a lot rich in the sense that man they played a lot of hockey right just intense Hmm. playoff hockey they were so consistent going far in the playoffs and it's caught up to them like you look at the Blackhawk players they're older than their years you know what I mean Rich and I get that feeling a little bit about Drew like he's been in so many big games think about you know the Team Canada stuff the Kings the playoffs the regular seasons just you know everything the the World Cups whatever all of it these guys just played so much hockey so talk to me about the new Kings and I know people are excited about uh, Velarde but who should people be keeping their eye on as far as young players on the Kings this year yeah, I mean, they're, they're bringing some of these guys along slowly. I mean, the, the big question, I think, is what you do with Byfield. You know, they, they draft Quentin Byfield number two overall. And it's a really interesting kind of case 
study for me because it, it really depends kind of on your, your team structure and your, your leadership and how you can bring these guys along because you just mentioned Drew Doughty, and that was the last number two pick that they had in 2008, so we can both feel old, uh, you know, 13 years ago. And, and they pulled the trigger right away on that. They said, we're bringing him to the NHL. He's ready. He can play. And he could, and he did. And that went, that went really well. Um, so they, they were able to have some success with that. With Byfield, a little bit of a different tact. I mean, again, not, not the same type of offseason, obviously not the same type of training camp. They're slowing that down a little bit. Send him to the AHL, maybe get, let him get a little bit of time there. You'll probably see him come up at some point this year, I would think. Uh, but they don't want to put a lot of pressure on him. So I, I think that's important. Uh, Velarde would be another guy, like you said, he's, he's been a slow go. People kind of... Uh, got down on him a little bit. He had uh, back issues, so he, he really didn't get to show himself uh, early on with, with what he could do. But he's going to have that chance now. And uh, they, they have some of these guys, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, Kopitar at the top line, Jeff Carter on the second line. There, there's an opportunity for a guy like that uh, to learn with, with some guys who have had a lot of success, won Stanley Cups. Uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, it, it's interesting what they do with some of these lines. I mean, they started out with Alatai Falo uh, uh, on the top line with, with Kopitar and Brown. And, uh, you know, there, there's a lot they can do. But it, I think a lot of it is based on the development of these young guys. Obviously, they're ha- they have their eye on the playoffs. There's no question about that. But a lot of what they're going to do this year is how do you bring those young guys along, putting them in the right spots, don't overwhelm them, but also give them a little bit of a taste so that uh, they can kind of get their feet wet a little bit and see what the NHL is like. So I'm really keeping an eye on that Byfield decision. I'm not surprised he's not there right now, uh, but it'll be real curious to see when they when they do pull that trigger. Well, if the Kings need some bulletin board material, FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, will the Los Angeles Kings make the playoffs? Yes, plus 380. No, minus 550. So you look at this division, <laughs> and you got the you know, so Vegas, St. Louis, Colorado, and I guess everyone's battling for that fourth spot after that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's a, <laughs> there's a joke out here. The Battle of California used to be to see who's going to win the division, and now it's like who's, who's not going to finish at the bottom is kind of the bottom <laughs> for Cal- the battle for California now, which is unfortunate. I mean, all three of those teams for a while, the, the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks were, were humming along yeah. really well, and, and now uh, they're all kind of in their own stages of of rebuilds or, or transition or what, whatever it might be. Yeah, I, I tend to think the Kings are a year away. Uh, the Ducks, they, they have higher hopes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know whether they'll quite get there either. But, uh, yeah, I, I think your read on it is pretty correct. And just so strange because these teams are going to play each other so much and just unprecedented. And I think a lot of it's just going to come down to those individual matchups when you're playing a team this often, you know, how, how do you match up against those, those teams in your division? So I, I don't, I don't think the Kings will get there this year, but I think it'll be a victory for them if we get to near the end of the season and they're still even in the race. I, I think they'd consider that uh, kind of a win for this year. Rich Hammond with us from The Athletic. I am Gable Morenci, Sports Rage Late Night Series XM Channel 204. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates uh, as well. So uh, the Wild and the Kings play again. And then uh, the Avalanche, 
uh, come to town. So the Kings uh, better try to get yeah. a couple of wins here as they open up uh, with four straight home games. And I just love the intensity and the passion of the NHL as people are already on the Colorado Avalanche. They're chokers. They're overhyped. They've lost <laughs> one game. They're overhyped. And even the Av players said, yeah, we might have read the, our own press clippings a little bit uh, too much. So listen, we can go on and on about the pucks, uh, but Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers, I'm one of the few crazy people out here in the world that uh, believes the Rams can actually shock uh, the world tomorrow, Rich. What's the feeling in Los Angeles uh, amongst Rams fans coming into this game against Green Bay? Yeah, I think there's some confidence because they have the number one defense in the NFL. And, and that's when you have that, you, you can win any game. There's no question about that. It wouldn't be uh, the wildest thing in the world to see the Rams win that game. Their defense has, has been stellar uh, all season. The, the talking points out here and the concern is obviously about the offense and about the quarterback in, in particular because – it's not the situation you want to be in. I mean, the Rams got to the end of the season. Uh, they didn't have Jared Goff because he broke his thumb. They started John Wolford. John Wolford starts the playoff game last week in Seattle, takes a hit to the head, has to leave the game, and now they're back to Jared Goff, who still hasn't fully recovered from his broken thumb, but he's going to go play in 32-degree Green Bay weather tomorrow. Uh, which is not going to be easy for anybody. Uh, so uh, a lot of concern there. And, and even going back, just because that Rams offense has been so inconsistent, even when people have been healthy, it, it has not been what it was a couple of years ago. So that's been a real point of kind of consternation for, for Rams fans. But uh, you, you feel confident about the defense. Just been stellar all season pretty much. And, and then you just have to hope that maybe the offense gets you about 20 to 24 points maybe and and that that's enough that that's kind of the formula for them yeah you know what you read my mind actually i'm thinking the same thing i'm thinking you know 24 27 got to get to 27 golf is going to have to make yeah. a couple of plays and i gotta tell you i get the feeling and i have been a golf defender uh but it's been a rough month for him i think he showed some toughness obviously but i'm starting to get the feeling rich that even coach mcveigh is starting to lose patience a little bit this is a big football game for golf it's not going to be a good look for him if it's one of these nine to 22 um you know with a couple of picks he needs to step up and play well they pay him a lot of money well the the picks there that you mentioned that's the big problem and and that's been the problem all season is not just those but the fumbles too i mean he's had 17 turnovers in yeah. i think he played 15 games uh so that's a problem and the other the other stuff look you're, you're gonna have games right i mean no, no quarterback's going to go through a season and, and be great all the time but the one thing you can do is take care of the ball uh and and too often jared throwing those interceptions putting the ball in in bad positions for near interceptions the pocket awareness on some of the strip sack fumbles, that's the stuff that really gets to Sean McVay. It's not, oh, you know, you, you, were, you were two feet off on that throw or, or whatever. Like, that stuff's going to happen. You're going to have your ebbs and flows with that. It's putting the ball in bad positions and, and those turnovers and things like that. You just can't have. Jared Goff is not a young guy anymore. This is his fifth year. Uh, so you, you can't be having that, and you certainly can't be regressing in that area which at times it looks like he has been. So last week, look, he came in for John Wolford in the first quarter. He didn't look great. His thumb looked terrible. People saw it on TV, but he didn't turn the ball over. And, and that he, he got just enough, and, and they ran the ball very well, and, and they won the game. And that's really kind of the formula. But they just can't have those turnovers. It will absolutely kill them if he turns the ball over. 
uh, Rich Hammond from The Athletic. All right, Rich, we got about 20 seconds uh, here, so I'll put you in the hot seat. What's your prediction uh, for this football game, Rams-Packers? Yeah, I, I think it'll be tight. Uh, again, like we said, I think we're on the same page here. I'm, I'm thinking something around 24 to 21. Uh, look, Green Bay is my pick, but I could easily see it going the other way. The Rams have had four defensive touchdowns in the last five weeks. So if they get one of those, it very easily could flip the other way. But but going in, and I'm thinking Packers. Hey, great to catch up with you, Rich. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us, my man. All right, glad to do it. Look, you have to relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Everybody's got an opinion. Go ahead. Ask them. But only a few have an opinion informed by expert analysis and experience. It's called trust. It's why we're here. For you. Keep it here and get the edge. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. I disagree. Is he talking about my L.A. Rams? They're talking about the Rams is crazy. I'm actually a Bills fan, but we spend so much time on the Rams all the time arguing about them that I'm always like, well, when's that Rams game start? So last week, um, last week the Buffalo Bills got the party started. Then it was the Seattle and Rams game. This time the Rams get the party started, and let's uh, let's bang off some picks. Now, listen, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsRage, and I'll post my picks before the game tomorrow, all my final props. Man, Cam Akers, 70 and a half. 70 and a half uh, rushing yards. Hard not to bet the over, considering the guy's got 55 touches in the last uh, two games. Um, so I'm going to take the L.A. Rams team total over 18 and a half. I like this as insurance because this way, even if it gets away from them and the Packers end up putting up, you know, 31 points and they lose 31-20 or 30, you know what I mean? Something like that, 31-20 yeah, in that range, 31-21. We can still, you know, we can still hit. I think 18 and a half is a little bit too low. I've got confidence in the Rams. I think the Rams are going to find a way to score more than people think. I think they can come up with a turnover or two. I think they can sack Aaron Rodgers, get good field position, chip away a couple of field goals, a couple of touchdowns. I think the Rams can get to 20 points. Like worst case scenario, two touchdowns, two field goals. That that's 20. That goes over the 18 and a half. We're going to tease the Rams to the over as well. So we're going to take the Rams. Uh, we'll have the Rams at uh, plus 13 and a half over 38 and a half. I think the game goes over the 45 and a half. As far as the Buffalo Bills and the Baltimore Ravens are concerned, I think it's critical for the Buffalo Bills to get off to a good start. I think they will be much looser in this game. So we're going all in once again with the Buffalo Bills, baby. It's Super Bowl or bust. Uh, Buffalo, uh, money line. Uh, Buffalo, uh, first quarter. Buffalo, first half. Uh, Buffalo, Baltimore. Game goes uh, over the number as well. On Sunday, I like Cleveland and Kansas City to go over the number. I like Cleveland plus the three in the first quarter. And maybe the best bet of the weekend is this Saints-Buccaneers game to go over. Two potent offenses. People don't think the Saints are potent, but they still score a lot of points. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. 
the only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.